0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Challoner. The podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognising and celebrating the people who keep this country running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organisation and to support them in the same way that they support their staff every single day of the week. If you are in a leadership position yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, please go to leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Joining me on the programme today on a cool autumn day here in the capital is Lawrence Leone. Lawrence is an outdoor contractor and managing director of Maple Tree Surgery and Landscapes Limited, a firm based in Billericay, Essex. Uh, Lawrence, very warm welcome to yourself this morning and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us, of course. That's quite all right. Good to meet you um likewise Lawrence. such a pleasure to welcome you onto the airways with us this morning um normally at this point in the show we dive straight into the subject of leadership and really bring that into focus but considering the ongoing COVID-19 situation I feel it's appropriate we start from that angle because it's proven to be such a significant challenge for leaders within all walks of life but to what extent has it affected you and your business operations
1: well I, I guess it's been a kind of a um the opposite to a lot of other businesses we've been uh we've been incredibly busy um mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to um roll with the the different um situations that we've sort of come up against on a daily basis um we work outdoors two meters three meters ten meters away from each other is absolutely fine um we've sort of had other other issues that have come up um our industry being um, a very dangerous one, so we've had to sort of um, adapt and react to um, a lot of things that were outside COVID. But COVID sort of sped everything together, put it all together, and wrapped it into a pump, uh, sort of a, a bundle that we've got to um, that we've got to deal with and, and, and process, and, and just really try to carry on and get our jobs done on time and on budget, and deal with the um, deal with the situations as they arise. Really.
0: That's really interesting, of course, that things have sort of sped up a little bit during the uh, the COVID situation. And because it's likely that there might be some sort of COVID hangover for some time to come, even though we will eventually hopefully have a working vaccine in place. Um, do you foresee this sort of period being a prolonged thing before things drop off again slightly? Or do you think that this is only sort of temporary sort of respite? <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's I think it's possibly going to get worse um, with the seasons. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm a chap that works outdoors, so I know how how the weather and and climate does affect things. And if it's mm. you know if, it, if there's going to be a second wave or anything like that, then or, 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 or limited lockdown, that's going to affect things. But we're just trying to stick to, to stick to our sort of core values and get up, go to work. You know, it doesn't matter to us whether it's raining or it's snowing. We just try to get the job done. Um, whether there's a pandemic going on and you, you, you know, you have to do this, that, and the other, that's what you do. If you, you know, if it means you have to get more vehicles so that people can travel, travel separately, if it means you have to make more of an investment so that you're less reliant on labor uh, with more, with, with more machinery, then, then that's what you've got to do. Um, I, I, I can't see what's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball, but I know that on a sort of day-to-day basis, weekly basis, you can only do your best and you can only just, just, just crack on really. We're not, we're not in a we know an office environment where we have massive, um, massive impact. Um, we tend to find sort of problems are really not to do with the COVID itself. It's the, the supply chains and picking up supplies, and mm. you know, um, generally people themselves. Can we can we physically talk to them? Do we need to do a lot more over over the phone? Um, yeah, so it's all interesting times, I think, really. Um, but the most important thing is, I think, the way that we can react to what 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 what's given to us
0: Mm, certainly see where you're coming from from that point of view because in your line of work it's not really possible as such to work from home is it so it is very much a case of just getting your head down cracking on absolutely and i think it is a really positive attitude to have and certainly positivity that persistence it's very infectious at a time like this that certainly is for sure um we should move on to the subject of uh, leadership just in a more broader sense because that is after all why we are here lawrence i always like Mm -hmm. to ask the question to guests that come on to the program um what does that word lead actually mean to you and what do you feel the role of a leader is?
1: I think a leader is is, 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 it's almost a position that's that's driven by results Um, each leader is different Um, each leader has a different style Um, leadership isn't what someone necessarily does it's how how they go about doing it or or, or what they they achieve Um, I play rugby I'm often the captain on my side I know that I'm not the best rugby player out of the fifteen, but I know that I'm probably in the top three for the way that I try, and I know that I'm probably in the the, the, the top top one or two for the way that I can think and the way that I can try to try to change my team and and, and get them to react and to get them into positions where they where they want to be playing. You know, for example, to be ready to catch the ball in a, in a working environment. If we know things are going to change, how 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 can we? How can we evolve? You know, what, what do what do my staff want to see from me? Do they want me mm-hmm. to say, look, I don't want you coming in. I want you to be furloughed. Um, you know, I, there isn't as much work, or, or do they want? They, do they want to see me first in the yard of a morning, the last mm-hmm. to leave, and to, to 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 help them with the tasks that they can't do? I don't know. So leadership, I think, is it's down to each individual, you know, individual, and and also how they. Um, how they deal with each situation, you know. There's not necessarily a right and a wrong answer. It's um, it's getting the most out of other people. Mm.
0: It's an interesting point that you make there because particularly in the sporting side of things, you can see that leadership, it isn't always so much as about sort of raw and natural ability. It's just as much about attitude and application, isn't it?
1: Correct, yeah, 100%.
0: And with that in mind would you say that leadership to an extent or the ability to be a good leader is something that you're born with or is it something that you can actually learn and develop as you go through life
1: Oh I think it's I think it's I think it's both If you come from a background where you are shown good leaders then that is what you learn you know that's how you that that's where you where, where you feed from if you come from a background that um, there are no leaders. About are you going to be a follower? Chances are yes. But are, are you born with it? I think I think you're born with with, with a certain kind of attitude. Mm. But I think a lot of the time that 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 takes ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years um, to learn. You know, um, my the, probably the favourite thing that I have with my career is learning and also educating people. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah, on a daily
0: see. basis, yeah. on a weekly. Mm, I understand where you're coming from from that point of view, Lawrence. That is uh, for certain. And I'm um, thinking about that in uh, just um, sort of a little bit more uh, detail now. Um, when it comes to um, leadership and that word sort of learning, do you think that learning curves and making mistakes are actually an invaluable part of leadership and we can't actually go through life without getting one or two things wrong and then using that to sort of improve and better ourselves?
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Mistakes don't happen, you know, um, what is it they say? Mistakes don't happen once, you know. Everything everything, on a day-to-day basis is, is, is a learning curve. If someone does something wrong, yeah, you can, you can be aggressive, you can be negative, that can shake them out of that situation. That's sometimes justified. Or you can try to build them up, or you can try to encourage them. You can put it into a story to say, look, Hang on, I think you've done this wrong. I can see why you've done it like that to try to get to this end goal, but we need to do it in a different manner to to get a different result um I think put put putting, putting such scenarios back on for me in in a in a, in a business environment I'm dealing with operatives, most of them are dyslexic, mm-hmm. most of them haven't done well at school. Uh, you know sort of applies to myself as well um and and dealing with people like that you've got to you you, you know you've got you've got to have an element of encouragement and you've got to try to get inside their head of how they can react to the information that you're giving them Uh, if i if i stand and talk to one of my guys for 10 minutes about what he needs to do for the day probably after eight minutes he's switched off so Mm. um there's all sorts of all sorts of different methods of doing it and like a lot of things in life, you don't know the right ones until you've actually done them and tried them, whether it be, you know, saying it, uh, saying it, or in writing or instruction, you know, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know until it's happened, so,
0: It just goes to show that uh, experience certainly is invaluable, as you say, trying out different things, sort of developing your own sort of leadership style on the spot, figuring out what works. I think that's absolutely right. Um, You sort of mentioned earlier that maybe it's easier for certain generations of people to sort of pick up leadership skills if they're exposed to sort of strong leaders throughout their young lives. Um, Are there any examples of people out there that maybe you've looked up to as you've sort of gone through your life and your career that you could name?
1: Um, yeah i mean one one of my friends um from school His his father was um you know a sort of businessman um and the way that he handled things and the kind of money and culture he was exposed to um as we were growing up it was a different background a bit different background to myself you know um that was someone I looked up to i had um a chap that I went to school with who's now become a very very famous um very, very good, very hard working singer. Um, and although I don't see him um, or speak to him, it, it, it drives me. It gives it gives me drive. I can see his career, you know, growing exponentially. And I'm trying to go. No, do you know what I want to be like? I want to be like my my old mate Ben from school. I want to I want to be proud and you know um, keep things tallying up tallying up with him. You know.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Just um, sort of modelling yourself on um, another person who is an inspiration and then trying to emulate that success. I mean, that so often is um, the way that it sometimes comes about. Um, and just thinking about, again, just sort of backtracking to the, uh, the COVID situation um, at this point um, in time. With regards to uh, leadership, we've seen um, a lot of praise, but also a lot of criticism of some of the measures that the, uh, the government's put in place as well during this whole crisis. Um, a lot of praise, of course, has been due for the measures they've taken to safeguard businesses during this time, but with all of the different attitudes out there to how all of this has been handled, do you think that leadership, particularly in the political sense at the moment, is as celebrated as it should be in this country?
1: Uh, I think it's a tricky one. Um, I think uh, the, the government has done the best thing that they can, and I think they've made great decisions at the right time. How, uh, how the media have portrayed that in all circumstances. I think, I think for me, my view, it's been overly negative. Um, we, we, we seem to be as a country in as a society not, not prepared to focus on the good. We want, we want to feel a bit sad and we want to, you know, we want to, we want to focus on this fact and this fact and the other fact. Whereas instead, we, you know, we've got to, we've got to kind of almost see what we've got and what we're doing and, you know, the advice that was right from the start, wash your hands, keep two meters, you know, wear a mask if you can. It's been there all along. It's, 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 it's the people that are um, that are sometimes not compliant to that. You know, is that through, through leadership or is it just because of its culture? It's culture of the country that, you know, that perhaps isn't always the best. Can we model ourselves on other countries? Can we see what other countries are doing? How are they doing? What are are we doing? What are their leaders doing that our leaders aren't? And how can we proactively go about making it better for everyone? I think there's more questions than answers there. But, um, yeah, I think on the whole, our our, our government's handled it really well. Um, I I personally felt like I was forgotten at the start. Um, I didn't qualify for pretty much anything. No universal credit, no grant scheme. It's a limited company that that I have, or or, or two limited companies. Um, And my lifeline was the bounce-back loan. Um, I borrowed the money. I could do it over my phone. It was all very, very quick. And it gave me the the investment to be able to buy myself out of some of the sticky situations that I was in as a a business owner. I could buy buy equipment that massively sped up jobs. So it, it was very very bizarre, really, with everything that was going on that was negative and everything like that. I was finally given a lifeline of cash to to, to, to spend the way that I wanted to on my business. With hindsight, I didn't, didn't borrow enough, but, <laughs> you know the learning curve.
0: Mm, absolutely. And just to talking about learning curves and hindsight, um, I would like to ask this, and it might sound like a little bit of a mean question, but if you could actually go back to sort of your first day starting your own business, is there anything that you would do differently armed with the experience that you do have at your disposal now? Um,
1: I think hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I kind of have gone about my adult life Constantly saying to myself, "If I could start again, would I?" And ninety-nine percent of the time, the answer has been no. Because although I've messed up on this one, I've learned from it. I don't want to mess that up again. Um, could I? If, if I could change things without my, you know, if 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 I could win the lottery and then have that money, fantastic. Yeah, but no. Realistically, don't worry. Don't really want to be stuck in the past, worrying about what I could have done, or or could or, or should have done, would have done. I know. I know I've made mistakes in my career, some 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 large ones, and I've made them early enough that I don't make those mistakes um, or try not to make those mistakes again. And notably, that is investing. If I if I know that there's an opportunity there, if I know that I need to do. If I have a big job come up, I know I've got to prepare for that big job. I know I've got to get either investment or I've got to spend any money I've got into a, a tool or a bit of equipment. That's probably the only thing that I would, you know, say that I've hindsight's brought me, but it's only happened because I haven't done it in the past and I've learned from my mistakes.
0: Mm, yep, yeah. us so can certainly, again, um, understand uh, that point of view, uh, Lawrence, because it's good to, of course, take those learning curves as they come, learn from them, use that to improve. And indeed, why would you, of course, take that experience away if you could go back and do it all again? I am conscious that our time on the programme is beginning to draw to its close today. But just before we do wrap things up, I would like to talk about the future, because um, over the course of the year, uh, the next 12 months, we know at least until the spring, we're going to have to continue to persist with the new normal and hopefully, by that point in time we will have a working COVID-19 vaccine but um, over the course of the next 12 months through the winter and beyond what is it that you're really hoping to achieve at Maple Tree Surgery and Landscapes and indeed where do you see the business being this time in a year?
1: Um, Well completely safe and no accidents. you know hopefully we don't have anything relating to COVID with our workforce or anything like that and have to shut down Um, but I've spent all my life preparing for the next month, the next week, the next season, um, and um, just sort of think you've got to walk into it with open arms. I'm I'm lucky that I've got some big contracts starting, so you know it, it takes me out of my comfort zone um, with that. But I, I like you know, like I said before, we're very lucky that we're not really affected in our industry. Um, we're reactive, uh, we we deal with the season, so we, we you know we're not tied into anything, we're not tied into an office block. We're, we're generally out on the road in, in open spaces. So, buying in bulk perhaps or ordering more materials before job starts and things like that. But generally, I think if the second wave hits or whatever the norm, new normal is, just got to comply with it and get it done really. Keep your head down and um, and just try to get it done.
0: That is all you can do at this point in time. Absolutely, Lawrence. And um, I've got to say, um, just considering how um, much of a great experience it's been having you join us on the programme today, I think it would be wonderful to catch up at some point in future and have you back on the show just to see how uh, things are ticking along maybe in a few months' time.
1: Yeah, that would be excellent.
0: It would be fantastic, and we can also just reassess how far the country's come since then and what sort of different landscape we're currently in. I've got to say, it's been such a pleasure welcoming you onto the uh, the programme today. It's been a wonderful having a nice down-to-earth viewpoint, and most importantly, um, until we do hopefully get to speak in future, do take care and stay safe with everything that's still going on, and that goes for everybody associated with the business as well.
1: Thank you very much.
0: It was a pleasure to welcome Lawrence Leone Managing Director of Maple Tree Surgery and Landscapes onto today's programme and I would reiterate that last message there to every single one of our listeners also tuning into the podcast today. Do please continue to look after yourselves, stay well and be considerate of others because it makes such a difference in saving lives. Um, Coming up next on the programme today I'll be handing over to Jonathan White for his exclusive interview with former England cricket skipper Sir Andrew Strauss. Um, During his playing days Sir Andrew joined an illustrious club of just three England captains who secured the ashes both at home and away in australia as well as racking up the second highest number of test wins for an england skipper in history um since retiring from playing Sir andrew spent a period of time as director of cricket for the england wales cricket board and has become a champion for charitable and mental health causes i do hope that you all enjoy listening just as much as jonathan welcomed the opportunity to speak with him and that will be coming up next
2: Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan White and today we're joined by Sir Andrew Strauss, former captain of the England cricket team and former director of cricket at the ECB. Sir Andrew, thank you very much for joining us today. Real pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, it, the pleasure is all of ours. You know, Andrew, you've had a distinguished career, as I said, both on and off the pitch in English cricket, recognised not least with your knighthood
3: was going in a completely different path from the team's agenda and you know if and when that happens that that should be a problem for a leadership and if it isn't a problem then you're not doing your job absolutely
2: um and with all that in mind actually uh and perhaps this is a bit of a main question but what advice would you give to others in a similar position leading a team um being looked up to what would be the key advice you'd give to them
3: They they'll know your heart's in the right place and they uh they'll feel comforted. There'll be a degree of sort of psychological safety or some or whatever it might you might term to to make sure that the, the team comes together when the going gets tough. If they genuinely don't believe you care about them and you're in it for yourself, um, it doesn't matter how charismatic you might be, it doesn't matter, you know, how gregarious and, and how um legacy and what we could do to make something positive come out of you know, this experience we'd all been through and so after she died in December uh, 2018 uh, I came back and launched a foundation with two f- focuses, number one to fund research into these rare forms of lung cancer, these mm. are the non-smoking lung cancers um, 5 to 7,000 people each year in this country are diagnosed with these no one knows